On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks are still interested in Goran Dragic. Should the Mavs be going after him? Then, the Mavs want to get another defensive wing. How can they do that? Which free agents do we target? I have the perfect one. I'll tell you on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Hey, Don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to comment anything below. Let us know. What do you think about the options for wings, defensive wings and free agency? Let us know which one you like the best. Who do you think they should go after? We'll talk about that later in the show. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer and contributor at Mavs.com, the free agent friend. The one more thinking, what you got for me, Isaac Harris? All right, so yesterday was Father's Day. Mm. And so my wife, we, my, we start to do Father's Day gifts. And my wife's like, hey, we made a video for you. <laughs> and you're, you're, meaning your kids, your your two year old and your four year old, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's like, we made a video for you. So she plays it on our TV. It's adorable. She's <laughs> asking our toddlers questions about me, and she asked my she asked my son, "Hey, what's your favorite thing that Popeye cooks?" Ooh. Now, I I love the cook. Okay, it, I've talked about smoking. I've had briskets. your cooking before. It's good. I I love to cook. I love to grill. All this stuff. And of all these things that I've I've cooked for my son, mac and cheese, he, potatoes, like brisket, like all kinds of good all stuff. these things. Yeah, and he responds, ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> That's his favorite thing that I make for him is freaking ice cream, freaking scooping out a bluebell, <laughs> like scoops out of the, the tub. Well, you got to make sure it hasn't been licked before. Like you got to do all kinds of. Other he doesn't stuff. give a crap about that. Anyway. <laughs> I've just been thinking about that moment of like, I've cooked for you for nothing for this whole time. So uh, anyway, that's just what I'm thinking about right now. <laughs> that's amazing. There you go. Isaac Harris makes the best ice cream, <laughs> according, to, there you go. according to his son. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. All right. On today's show, bunch of about the Dallas Mavericks with Goran Dragic, the coaching, all kinds of different things changing. And then we'll get to some free agents. The Mavs want to add another defensive wing. According to Tim McMahon, they want to add another 3 and D type wing or just a defensive wing. And they want to use the taxpayer mid-level. I got a bunch of options and the perfect one for the Mavs. And we'll also go through a couple of options with the, the traded player exception that the Mavericks have. That one... It's a little bit harder to use, but the Mavericks could still use that. We'll go over some options that as well. But let's start with this. Can't get enough of that button. According to Mark Stein, as league-wide focus rapidly shifts to next week's draft and the June 30th start of free agency, sources say Dallas, while prioritizing its need for more wing help, does indeed intend to explore the possibility of signing Goran Dragic this summer. Isaac Harris. Are you ready to do this again? <laughs> Are you ready to get back on the saddle and just go through this whole Goran Dragic saga again for the Mavericks? I mean, this is, what, two years? I mean, I, I don't know how long. <laughs> how many years in a row is this? I don't know if my son, was he born yet when, when we first started talking about Dragic to Dallas? Oh, my gosh. 
I mean, I feel like I've had the sta- the same stance on it for the past two years. So it hasn't, sure. it hasn't changed. No, it hasn't changed for me. And especially now, like, I mean, you make this trade, which was a great trade. We talked about it. If you haven't, so many of you guys listen and downloaded the Christian Wood trade reaction pod. Thank you for that. Shared it and all of that. Nick talked to Jackson Gatlin of Lockdown Rockets on Friday. So go mm-hmm. listen to those two pods. I talked to Jackson Gatlin again for Lockdown NBA on Monday about it. We've, <laughs> we've, we've done the Christian Wood trade up and down. So anyway, the like you create all these roster spots. Like it was it was such a low risk swing for Dallas. Like the more I look at that deal, the more I love it. Yeah. But in, in the sense of hey, you swing, and if it doesn't work, like you didn't like really sacrifice hardly anything at all. But you create all these roster spots, and it's like, all right, well, how are you going to fill the roster spots now? Like, yeah, Theo Pinson's going to take one of them, but we're not even ruling out another like two for one trade too. Like they could always yeah. do that, but. They have these roster spots, so why not go out and add a vet? Why not add another one? I mean, you might as well just add another Luca friend because you lose one, <laughs> add another. But it's like he's 36. Let's, let's temper the expectations too. Like you're not adding Goran Dragic to come in and you know give you 28 minutes a night. But you're also adding a guy who just played over 20. I mean, they got swept. Brooklyn got swept in the playoffs, but he, he played over 20 minutes in three of those games. Like he had 18 points in one of those games in a playoff game against Boston. So like he still got stuff in the tank. Off I think he would still, yeah, I think he would play great off the bench. Like put him and Dinwiddie together or him, some type of combinations of him and Dinwiddie, him and Tim, whatever it is. So if he's willing to come here, I think the only question is how much money is he willing to take? Like is it, if it's a vet man, home run. Yeah. Now, if it comes into like, is he your, you know, taxpayer med level? Then, I mean, yeah, then it's a different conversation. I still think he would be worth it if you can't get another wing with it. That's the thing. It's tempered the expectations. Like you said, last year he was making, you know, what he he made or the year before he made $18 million. And then last year he only made like the vet minimum. So maybe that is what he's expecting at this point. And if he comes in, if it's for the vet minimum, so it doesn't even like affect the the mid-level, the Mavs still would have that option. Then all of a sudden you're adding him and the Mavs needed another guy like this. Right. Like, yeah. Let's not forget that the Mavericks throughout that whole playoffs, we kept waiting for they just need one more ball handler. Like they still just need one more guy like because Spencer Dinwiddie wasn't really getting it done. Like could they just have one more option. Can they just have one more guy to, tr- to try and like handle the ball and, and like run the offense when they need him to? And they still needed one more guy like that. And so if they can add Dragic at the mid level at the like the, the veteran, like <laughs> the veteran. What is <laughs> what? The the vet men the vet, vet minimum. minimum. Yeah, I just I combined like, mm. all my cap terms all at once in my head. If they got him for the vet minimum, then that is that's a home run. Like you said, like to to get a guy that's that's that will help Luca. I've seen a lot of people say the thing. Well, if he can only just tell Luca to shut up when he's when he's yelling at refs, no, like it'll just on. be worth it. I don't know about that. I'm not going to say that I understand their relationship that much to where it would help Luca, but it can't be bad. And so I, I, I'm all for it. I'm all for if you can if you can add Dragic. Christian Wood, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Goran Dragic to this team for basically free to the same roster who take it, took you to a Western conference finals. You can add those three guys to that rotation. I mean, that's already a win. We're not even talking about who they could add with the taxpayer and all that. So for sure. A anyway. couple other rumors, according to Jake Fisher, some people certainly think the Knicks still have a shot, but I mean, everyone that I've talked to is working under the assumption that Jalen Brunson will go back to Dallas. Isaac Harris, What's your confidence meter as of right now, June 19th, on, on Jalen Brunson re-signing with the Mavs? Yeah, 90, 99%. 
Yeah, I listened to his whole podcast with Duncan Robinson. It's a it's a good listen. He had a lot of a lot of good things to say about the Mavericks, and it just sounds like he's on board with this this whole franchise, and he just wants to, you know, run everything back that they just did. It just sounded like it was just one of the best situations for him. He was glad the Mavericks believed in him and and all that, and so. I'm at 99% as well. It would it would have to be some kind of crazy swing, some kind of crazy transaction of events in order for him to not come back, I think. Yeah, you, you got to pay him, and as long as he wants to come back, it's it's done. The last thing that the Mavericks are adding Quentin Crawford. He's leaving the Lakers as an assistant coach to join Dallas coach Jason Kidd's staff, according to Brad Turner um, from L.A., and he said, he's, you know, Crawford is viewed as an up-and-coming bright coach in the NBA. He was an assistant under Frank Vogel for the past three seasons, so he was also on staff with Jay Ward when Jason Kidd was there. And uh, and so he's going to come and, and join the Mavericks. And it's expected, according to Mark Stein, that Greg St. Jean is going to move from the back row to the front row and fill in Igor Kokoshkov's spot when Igor Kokoshkov left to the Brooklyn Nets. Isaac, what do you think about this coaching carousel, losing Kokoshkov, bringing Greg St. Jean to the front row, and then Quentin Crawford now joining from the Lakers? People love St. Jean, so I wasn't shocked by that. I mean, obviously, when it's just moving chairs, you know, he's moving up. We're basically creating, you know, the Lakers bench again, okay? So Kid, <laughs> du- Kid Dudley, St. Jean. The cool thing about it is, you know, you're adding another coach who has, you know, a ring. So another, you know, he has title experience and all that. So yeah, I don't know much about him, so I can't speak too much about him, but cool. Yep. Good stuff. Jason Kidd liked him in LA. We worked with him for those two years. So apparently that was something that, that he liked. And so that's a positive Greg St. Jean moving up and they're not adding, they're not add, the one downside to this is they're not adding a, you know, a Kenny Atkinson or a, or Mike D'Antoni or a guy like that, that has a ton of experience in that. But I don't know if this coaching staff needs that. At this point, I think this coaching staff did an incredible job last year. Yeah, I mean they they've kept Sweeney for now. <laughs> Stay stop, away, Charlotte. Stop. No, Charlotte. <laughs> but but I mean Sweeney is his you know main guy there. So yeah, just fill out the rest of the bench and go from there. All right, coming up, let's get into some of these free agent wings. The Mavs want to add a three and D defensive type wing according to Tim McMahon, and we've got some options for you. We'll talk about all those coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's the best place to check out the odds and lines inside and outside of sports. There's all kinds of great stuff that you can check out. There's everything. I saw somebody comment, like, why would anybody want to bet on the WNBA? Hey, you don't have to. You can bet on all kinds of other stuff. But if you want to, they have WNBA odds. They have overseas basketball odds. They have odds on the draft. Odds to win the championship next year. Golden State Warriors plus 450. Celtics plus 650. Who do you think is the number three team? No, I I don't understand why the Nets are number three. I had an issue with this. They're not anymore. Okay, well, I saw this the other day, and I'm like, I don't understand this at all. (laughs) Uh, Clippers number two plus 750. It's a good one. Bucks plus 750. They're they're tied for number three, I guess. Brooklyn Nets at number five with 800. Phoenix Suns plus 950, and then the Mavericks plus 1200. The Suns have better odds than the Mavericks right now, according to Bet Online, to win the title. So you put down 100 bucks on the Mavs and they win the title in 2023, like some commenters say, you can win 1200 bucks. Go check that out on Bet Online. See all the other odds and lines and spreads and everything available. They have baseball, they have all kinds of other things. Check it out. It's Bet Online where the game starts. The Ultimate NBA Mock Draft is underway right now. Go check it out. We dropped an episode in our podcast feed this past weekend. That was episode one. Episode two is live right now. Episode three should be live if I finish editing it. So go check it out. It's an incredible program. 
we're making picks on there. You have all the other NBA, uh, Locked On NBA hosts making picks on there. Our college hosts do their analysis. Our Odyssey experts like Ryan McDonough and Brian Scalabrini make their analysis. There's all kinds of great stuff. And Rafael Barlow and Richard are hosting it with Kanani Stevens. Go check it out. It's the ultimate NBA mock draft. All right, Isaac Harris. So, Tim McMahon said that the Mavericks are going to be looking into some 3 and D wings now with a taxpayer mid-level exception. So, normally, you get a mid-level exception, which is like on top of the cap. You don't have to have cap room to use it. And the Mavericks were a tax-paying team last year. So, now they have this taxpayer mid-level, which is a little bit lower than what the normal mid-level exception is. This one is going to be about $6 million. So, the Mavericks have this $6 million spot that they can use. On a player, I think you can use it on multiple players as well. But if they want to use it on one player, let's throw out some of these wings that, that we've seen for you know around that, that could be available that are free agents right now. I got a couple options for you. You ready for this? This is these are the mid-level yeah. exceptions. These guys are straight up free agents. Are you throwing out a bunch of names or are you throwing out like one at a time? <laughs> Let me let's do uh let's do one at a time. All right, sweet. Let's start with these guys that I think could be too expensive. You tell me if I'm wrong about this, okay? Because these are these are the ultimate guys. I think if, if any of these guys are available, you go get these guys. But I think they may be too expensive. Tell me if I'm wrong. The, the best one is Otto Porter Jr. He played on the, mm. the, the veteran minimum last year. $6 million is a step up for him, but he would be the best option of any of these guys that I've that I've looked at that is going to be an unrestricted free agent. The Warriors print money over there, but maybe they don't want to pay so much for Otto Porter. $6 million doesn't seem like that much, but that means a lot more for them. Uh, you think he'd be too expensive for the Mavs at $6 million? Is that, their, is that your one? Is that your perfect one? It's not my perfect one, but okay. if he would take $6 million, he would be the, the perfect one. Yeah, my only thing is this like def- you know defensively is does he still have enough in the tank that he's going to be able to like like what are, what is Dallas asking him to do like you know from offense wise he's a 3 and D guy as far as he he shot what 37 38% from 3 last year. Yeah. He's 29. Uh if you can get him for that that cost, I think yeah, let's do it. Got the championship experience and stuff. I just don't know. Will he get the full MLE from somebody? Like I yeah, think Looney. That's my guess. I think Looney probably gets the full MLE, maybe even a little bit more. You know, I saw somebody report about Sacramento. Um, you know, Mike Brown going to Sacramento and stuff. Could try to go get Looney. Um, but yeah, Porter. Good. That would be a great option. That would be the best one. I think he's going to be too expensive in the sense that he won't take six million. He's going to get. He's going to get more somewhere else. Is my or more just to stay with the Warriors? Uh, would be would be my guess. The other one from the Warriors is Gary Payton the second. This is my guy. That's this your is, guy. Th- yep. This is my one my one thing. Yeah. He's 29. Sorry, can I go on my little mini Gary Payton? Yeah. This this is who I want. This is who I think they should go after. The Warriors can only like I okay. Let me rephrase. I was gonna say the Warriors can only afford so much. <laughs> <laughs> like to bring back These guys paid $80 million for Kelly Oubre Jr. Well, it, it's just it's wild that if they bring back Looney, they you know have the extension for pool coming up. Yeah. How much are they willing to go for Gary Payton, you know, the second? And so Gary Payton the second, his career earnings so far in in his career since 2016 to now, $1.9 million. Okay. So that's his career earnings. So if you're Dallas, test Golden State on it. Because well, all you're asking for somebody in this spot is 
to be the what eighth or ninth person, especially if you bring in yep. a Goran Dragic for the vet men, because yep. you already have Dinwiddie, you already have Tim Hardaway, you already have Maxi and Dwight. Yep. These guys coming off the bench, so you're just looking for a three and D type of guy that can give you solid minutes. If you're willing to pay it, you're willing to pay the luxury on it. Then go out and say, we'll test you. Six million a year, two to three year deal on Gary Payton the second. That that's a good point to make. Is what is the what are the Mavericks asking of this guy? Because that 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 frames and shapes how we're we're talking about these guys. All they're asking this guy to do is probably, you know, definitely come off the bench, right? You're starting Luca Brunson, Bullock, and Dorian, and Christian Wood yeah. again, probably. Like you're probably starting that group. You're asking this guy to come off the bench. We have Dinwiddie and Hardaway as the backup guards. They need somebody else that can defend off the bench. Yes. And maybe Josh Green steps into that role. Maybe Frank Nilakina steps in that role. But it'd be awesome to have somebody that's played on a little bit higher level that will be ready for a playoff run that doesn't need more developing that could sit and and play a wing role or maybe like like Gary Payton the second like a guard role off the bench to defend and to 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 help those two guys especially during like bench moments. And, and if you're Golden State, why do you pay that? Because you have Moses Moody, like you just took yeah. you spent a and lottery Kuminga, pick on him. Yeah, like you have these pick. You're gonna about to have another first round pick at the end of the first round this year. So. It's like at some point they got to do something, either a consolidation trade or whatever, but they have the obvious Moses Moody spot in that. So I, I feel like he would be gettable for that. And I think it would be a great, great fit along like Dorian and Reggie starting. And then you, you add him. Like if you want to throw Frank, him and Frank together coming off the bench is like, Hey, what type of defensive guys you want to bring? And that would be my choice to who I would go after day one. Both of those guys, I think would be great. If the Mavs could test the Warriors yeah. on either of those, if they're like, Hey, we don't know if we want to pay this much or we we will pay that much, but we'd rather have Moody and Kuminga step into the Gary Payton II and Otto Porter Jr. roles. Then all of a sudden, the Mavericks are 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 available. Like then all of a sudden yeah. they're viable. The problem is a lot of a lot of teams are wanting a wing, right? A lot of teams want these type of players, and they're not going to be super cheap. Uh, another one that I've seen thrown around a lot on Twitter is Torian Prince. Is uh, is yeah. a really interesting one. He made thirteen million dollars last year. It's a step down to go to six million, but maybe he wants to play one year for you know you know for a winning team and say, hey, I want to go ahead and and, and try this, and maybe he goes after, um, and maybe he's like, hey, I want to approve a deal with the Maps. Yeah, he shot thirty eight percent from three last year. He's what twenty? Uh, he's twenty nine, I think. No, he's, he's twenty eight. He's gonna be twenty eight. Yeah, he's twenty eight. Yeah, so he just turned twenty eight a few months ago, um, about three months ago. So, I mean, he's another one of those guys. He's kind of like Otto Porter. It's like. Yeah, if you're willing to come here and the role that we're asking once again off the bench, then yeah, because he's a good six seven, six eight, mm-hmm. you know, bigger bodied wing. So yeah, let's do it if he's willing yeah. to come. And one of the things that that I think was it Zach Lowe or maybe it was just Tim McMahon mentioned is the Mavs want somebody that can defend a little bit bigger too. They need somebody else to help Dorian because Dorian who's <laughs> having to guard so many of these big wings that maybe at some point if you could play all three of these guys together, Reggie, Dorian, and this other guard that maybe this this person could help defend a little bit bigger guys as yeah. well. Um, Torian Prince is one of them. Uh, TJ Warren, $12.7 million last year. He's had some injury situation. He's not necessarily like the defensive wing that you would want, but this is a, another option for the Mavericks at the wing spot that, that could be had for the $6 million mid-level ex- or taxpayer mid-level exception. Yeah, I, I question this one just a little bit fit-wise because they already have Tim and, and Tinwitty. And Warren's a get buckets guy. And I like him. It's not if, filling if the need. Some, yeah, if for some reason they took, you know, they took Tim and they, you know, swapped out Tim for a defensive person or something. And it's like, all right, we we need a little bit more offensive punch there in that second unit. 
then you get TJ Warren and say, hey, you can do this if he's willing to come. I like him. I'm really intrigued because he said out all last year, but I don't think it fits that well. Let me go over a couple more guys that I think are going to be too expensive. Like it'll be, they'll make more than six million next year. Bruce Brown for the Nets. Yeah, he's probably going to make more, but that would be a, that would be a good option. Guy that could come off the bench, defend. He plays bigger than his. He definitely you know punches above his weight for sure at his spot. Thad Young made fourteen point two million dollars next last year. But that's a guy that is more of like a four than a, than a wing. But he's definitely an option. And then your nemesis, no, Kyle Anderson. He made nine point nine million dollars last year. I think he would be a great option. He's a little bit of a playmaker. He can defend well. He's got good length. He's strong. Like he could stand in there and be that guy. He's definitely could be could be played in a, a playoff rotation. Um, but will he take the discount from from ten million last year to six million? one year this year or is that all he gets like i don't know this is kind of one that i was kind of waffling on is he too expensive or is he just perfect i think he's too expensive but theoretically he would fit (laughs) i don't know his dad really helped him try to sell this so maybe he sells himself (laughs) the right way and he can actually uh you know make more than six million but so so those are some options so those are the ones i think could be too expensive but coming up let me tell you the ones that that are actually in the mavericks realm right here that are in their price range and i got the perfect one for the mavs coming up all right isaac harris we've been talking about free agent options for the mavericks they want a defensive wing they need somebody they have dinwiddie they have hardaway both guys that are offense first that are not great on defense at different levels and then also like their other their bench right now is like dwight Davis Bertans, Dinwiddie, Tim Hardaway, Maxi, obviously, but like all four of those first guys are all offense first and don't have any defense. They need somebody else to defend. We went over some guys that we think could be too expensive. Here are some guys that I think are perfect. And here's my guy. Ready? No. Gary Harris. Solid. Gary Harris, I think, is the perfect guy because I think he's gonna be he's gonna be just overlooked that he'll be available and make six million. He made 19 million last year. He's coming off that big deal that he signed with the Nuggets when he was you know, back playing with Jamal Murray. And there's a point where, you know, people didn't know if Jamal Murray or Gary Harris would be the better player. Like that was a, that was a real thing people were talking about. We had like a whole board bet where it was, I think it was Gary Harris versus uh, Rodney Rodney Hood. Hood. We had, who would have better stats one year. So he was a guy that was on the rise. And then that year that you made that board bet, he had his like career year. Like that was the year that he had his best (laughs) stats. Hasn't played the same since neither has Rodney Hood, but but I think Gary Harris is, is the perfect option because I think he will be just overlooked. He's been playing in Orlando. And so what did he look like in Orlando? Well, I reached out to Philip Rossman Reich from Lockdown Magic. He had great things to say. He said, you know, I thought he was good. I don't think he was back to his 2018 levels, which was Gary Harris at his best. But it's definitely the closest that he's been. The team was always better on both ends when Gary Harris was out there. I don't think you put him on teams best guy anymore defensively but he was key to pockets of success that the map Ma- the magic had last year that was from uh locked on magic host philip rossman reich so it he we their maps aren't asking him to be the guy that defends the best guy on the court right they're not asking him to be a starter and to go out there and defend the tatums and you know the, the steph curry's but in spurts go out there and guard that guy or go out there and guard the second best guy or even the third best guy sometimes or go to guard the best guy off the bench right and so i think and Gary Harris has shot the ball, you know, shot the ball well from three. His career, I think he was like at 38% since. So his first yeah, year, he didn't shoot too well, but um, 
But over he the shot thirty eight last year though at five a game. So. Shot thirty eight percent last year. Over the course of his career, take out his first year, he shot thirty seven percent from three. And so that's the perfect guy. Gives you a little bit of playmaking too, just a little bit defensively. He's played on some good teams before. He should be available. Six million dollars is, is maybe cheap for him, but maybe for the career that he's had and the downturn that he's had, perfect for the Mavs. I like him a lot. I just don't think he he comes at six million. That I could be the Debbie Downer on this, but really? I just think he I think he's going to be one of the most coveted like because he's not going to be. Everybody knows he's not an eighteen million dollar player or yeah. like fifteen, but I think teams are going to be coming at him with the full MLE with all the reasons that you just said. Like he's still twenty seven. Damn, he's should I made shy. my case worse? Should I should I go back and like should I rewind? So that? he sucked, and <laughs> but no, it's like. He shot 38%. He's just 27. I, I think a team's going to be coming at him with, you know, not 15 a year, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if he gets a two for 20 type of deal or, you know, a, a three for 28 or something like that. And it's like, so it, it would have to be the convincing factor of, all right, you're going to be our third wing off the bench and you're going to come off the bench with Tim. You're going to give us, how many ever minutes a night type thing. I, I love his fit though. I think perfect. he, he would be a perfect fit in Dallas. I also waffled on him, putting him on the too expensive list. And I probably should have at this point, but I think he's going to be a little overlooked. I think playing in Orlando yeah. is like an obscurity. I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know how many people are sitting out there scouting Orlando games, but, but yeah, that's the hope for me is that they get Gary Harris. Here are a couple other options. I think that the maps could, could go after What about bringing back an old friend? Uh-oh. Wes Matthews started for the Bucks in some moments. I think they'll probably keep him uh, and try to keep him. But what if the Mavs throw six million at him? Ooh, that's because he's he's made the, basically the vet men for the past few years. Yeah, he's right? been on the Bucks. Yep. Is he worth the full? Probably vet? not. <laughs> Tax man. Um, but like, it's those type of guys now that theoretically. You've made the conference finals. You're going to be a perennial, like really good team. Can you start getting these type of vet men guys? Like if you walk into the off season, you get Goran Dragic and Wes Matthews to come on for the vet men. Like those are, those are winning type of moves. Would you, would I throw the full six at him? I guess it would just depend on the other options. You can also throw a part of it uh, at him. You don't have to throw the whole thing at him. Probably. Yeah, what's his age now? What is he's he? gonna be thirty six at the start of the season? So okay, it's basically the same age as Dragic. Yep. Interesting. He, I love the fire he brings, though. For sure. Another yeah. option, uh, Derek Jones Jr. Another another future former Maverick. <laughs> old I wrote friend. his name down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like him. We don't know if this front office likes him. We know the last <laughs> front office liked him. Uh, we don't know if this front office does, but I I would. The only thing I'm, I'm questioning about him is his defense. And I just, I would need to really look into synergy stuff. That's the only thing you're asking. You're not, he shot well, 30% from three his career. <laughs> well, just I'm questioning just, that like as well. <laughs> not the perfect. There's other options. <laughs> I like more than Derek Jones. So. Uh, Markeith Morris. I don't know if that's an old friend, but maybe, maybe bring him back. Is he still hurt? <laughs> <laughs> Whiplash. I don't know if he's still. All right. Here's, I have, the, I, here's another one that might be perfect too. Okay. And all of a sudden, we saw this guy get a, a cl- uh, like a very clear role with the Jazz. And all of a sudden, you were like, "Wait, how did this guy jump out?" It's Daniel House. Yeah, I wrote his name down too. He would be a sneaky pickup. Yeah, that would be a good one. I think, especially for the role, like the role you're asking to come, yep. you know, and be is come off the bench and be that you know wing three and D guy. 
I could see that. I have Daniel House as my number two. Like the guy that I think that the, after Gary Harris, the guy that'll be available, but then all like most gettable, but also best option. Um, yeah. I only had one more free agent. It was Jeremy Lamb. It's like a name that always gets thrown around, but I, I don't know mm. if he brings. I don't know if he's. I wonder even, how healthy he is. Yeah. I got a sneaky one for you that oh, I think uh, that I think a lot of people are overlooking. Um. So on on July tenth, Eric Bledsoe's guaranteed date is coming up for Portland. Um, so if he is on their roster past July 10th, he'll make $19.3 million. So they could waive him and he's only guaranteed 3.9 million. Now they could, they could put him in a trade in between now and then they probably will land Jeremy Grant or whoever it is. <laughs> and they'll, then the you know Pistons will probably waive him. Whoever, whatever team waves him, say, bef- whoever waves him somebody's before to. July 10th, he's going to be a free agent basically. Cause he's not worth 19 points three million dollars now will other really good teams la teams go after him yes but if you convince eric bledsoe like hey you want to you want to come be on a a winning team like he would be kind of like a gary payton type of you know gary payton the second type of role you know coming off the bench like can you convince him to say hey can you and dinwiddie tim hardaway exist off the bench what does this defense look like now at this point in his career I don't know. He's just another name that I would think about. If you look at other people in this in this range that have guaranteed dates, like, you know, what does Atlanta do? This doesn't fit this at all. But like Danilo Gallinari, like he has a big guaranteed number. <laughs> you were right number. about it not fitting this at all. It doesn't it doesn't no. fit this, but I was just looking at different names that have guaranteed numbers coming out. Like Kelly Oubre has a partial guarantee where he's only guaranteed five million. I think they'll probably keep him at twelve. Um Hernan Gomez, Juan. Like for the, for Utah, he has a non guaranteed date coming up on June thirtieth. Star, star. <laughs> so, um, you know he he could get let go. He's a guy, you know, fr- friends with Luca and stuff. What about this? There's guy? a couple, two other names that like Josh Hart has a non guaranteed salary that becomes fully guaranteed on on June twenty fifth. Feels like they picked that up. There's, yeah, there's no way. But he's a, he's a guy that I would be really interested in trying to trade for, or if they put him in some into some type of bigger deal because they don't have a ton of like double digit salaries to go on deals if you're Portland. And if they try to ship him somewhere else, I'm definitely calling the third team and trying to hop in as a third team saying, Hey, can we get Josh Hart that? Because he would be a perfect type of role coming off the bench. He would be the tops of all this list if if he was available. And Jalen Brunson tweeted at him today and said, Yo, at Josh Hart needs to find Jesus in the worst way. So you could help him find Jesus, Isaac. (laughs) Josh, do you know the Lord and Savior? Um, I, I don't have any other name. I was just going down that that trail today. I'm like, what other guys have partial guarantees that could be getting waived? Like KCP is in a similar situation. They could save yeah, $10 million, and, but they're going to they're gonna pick that up. Him. And So any other name is not really – there's a bunch of names in that category. It's just none of them really – like I don't give a crap about Nick Stauskas. So. <laughs> Stauskas? I got a couple names for the – so the Mavericks also have this $10.9 million traded player exception. They got to use it soon, so they, they'd have to get on it and, and trade for one of these guys. But here are some options if they want to go that route. Um, guys that I think would be too expensive and the too good to, too good to trade – uh, Alex Caruso fits this. There's no, there's no chance they trade him. Jared Vanderbilt from the Timberwolves. Um, Grant Williams, but I would love him. Grant Williams from the Celtics. Matisse Tybel from the Sixers. That you'd have to get into some three. I mean, I just whoever's sending somebody to Philly, you're you're, you're wanting Tybel. You gotta get, you gotta get stuff. Uh, and and those guys, I think, are all too good for this. But a couple of guys that might not be. 
What if Aiton goes and then all of a sudden Phoenix is in a fire sale? Jay Crowder makes ten point one million. He fits into this traded player exception. Yeah, um, that'd be great. Larry Nance for the Pelicans. Royce O'Neal from the Jazz. Another one if the Jazz kind of blow it up and Daniel House is available. And after that branding, they they got. <laughs> I don't know if Royce. I don't know if Royce O'Neal would be great on the Mavs. After. Royce like just let me not wear that. <laughs> um, Tory Craig on the Suns too. <laughs> Luca Stopper. <laughs> and then Mo Harkless on the Kings. He's making 4.6. Yeah. Jeff Green's going to pick up his player option for 4.5 million. Shout out to Jeff Green. So these traded player ones weren't as good as the the actual free agent ones, which actually made me feel better about this. They, I think yeah. the Mavs could actually get some of these guys. So whether it's, you know, Daniel House, Gary Harris, um, you know, Torian Prince, Gary Payton, Otto Porter, Kyle Anderson, uh, maybe Eric Bledsoe with the with, you know, with the guarantee. Like there's some there's some interesting options there for the Mavericks. I think they get somebody for sure. I, that's why when I'm looking at the when I'm looking at the rotation right now, what I what how I have it like penciled off is the starting five with Christian Wood at the five, yeah. and then I have Dinwiddie, Hardaway, Maxi, and at the ninth spot, I just have an underlined blank. Of, Somebody's got to fill it. I think somebody's there. Whether it's Dragic, whether it's one of these wings, whoever it is, and then if it's one of these wings, then you can put them at the tenth spot. But then I have like a, a tier down, Dwight. Josh Green, Bertans, Nilakina. It's crazy when you start thinking about these guys because these guys had to play so much. And that's this is the depth stuff that I think they can they can pull off this offseason of saying, oh man, we had a Christian Wood for nothing. Now we could, you know, potentially add Dragic for nothing. And then, you know, one of these, you know, wing taxpayer mid-levels for nothing. And it's like, okay, like now we're now we're building something. The traded player exception is the one I'm watching for the three-way deals. That's yeah. where if Portland makes a big deal on draft night, if that's one of the things I'm watching on draft night is all right, what, what teams are making the bigger moves to where you have to hop in and say, Hey, well give us a, you know, give us a second, give us a future pick. We'll take on this player to help you facilitate, you know, this deal. So that's what I'm, one of the things I'm watching. The problem is the Celtics have one as well. They have, I was listening to, to Bill Simmons. They have one from the Evan Fournier deal as well. It's like 17 million. So they could bring in somebody and they need the exact same things kind of that the maps need too. Yeah. Um, so there you go. There's some options. The Mavericks should get another player. We should have something to celebrate after free agency. But for right now, the Christian Wood trade is still an incredible deal. We'll be talking about that all the rest of this season. And then uh, we'll talk about what happens at the draft. Maybe they make a trade. Maybe they get back in the draft somehow. We'll talk about all that um, throughout this week. Thanks for making us your first listen. Now go make up, make your second listen. The Locked on NBA Big Board Show. Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies. You heard him on this show. Has great stuff all the time with the draft. Mock draft, player rankings, big boards, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Boom!